Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Welcome back in. It's another hour of the Lombardi Line presented by Bet MGM. Split across the country as always. We have Michael Lombardi from New Jersey. I'm Ben Wilson in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Big hour number two of the show on tap as we welcome in Doc Walker from the Washington Commanders. Analyst for that team. Big offseason coming up for Washington. Oh boy. We will also, yeah, to say the least, we will also talk uh, with Thomas Gable from the Borgata Race and Sportsbook Manager there. Uh, Thomas joins us from Atlantic City in about a half hour. Talk some uh, potential uh, NFL offseason storylines. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a team in your top five of most crucial NFL offseasons. So we'll talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, and look, it's our, our final show together, Michael. I'm in for Patrick Maher today. Uh, you've also done your final show with Patrick. We're, we're switching up the lineup a little bit starting tomorrow. But you're going to be on uh, right with Patrick, his new show uh, tomorrow, the wrap just to kind of, I think, I mean, I think I'm going to try to get on there. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I, I thought it was right after my show, but uh, it's an hour later. So hopefully I can, we can make it work. I'd like to say goodbye and thank Patrick. What a, we had such a unbelievable stint together. And, and obviously, you know, he is so talented. He is the great point guard like yourself that makes everybody else better, you know, and, and he certainly helped me and, and this show as we've grown over the years. I mean, we started out on weekends and, and, and the Nesson audience and Masson and all that have kind of grown accustomed to Patrick and I kind of starting our weekends off together. So I'm going to miss him, and I'm looking forward to working with Stormy. And, of course, naturally, I work with Femi on the GM Shuffle, mm-hmm. so we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, so look look for that tomorrow. That is a 3 to 6 Eastern now that uh, Patrick's new show with Dustin Sweetelson and Amal Shaw will be starting tomorrow. 
here on the network. Stormy Bonantoni will be in uh, starting tomorrow. She and uh, and Femi taking over. So no, it's been uh, it's been great to watch the show develop here over the last couple of years. Patrick's been a great. And where uh, are you? What show are you well. headed to? I will be what, doing what uh, I will be doing Veasan Best Bets, which is right after the Lombardi Line. So I'll be doing Got that. It. That's two to three Eastern. So uh, I will be with the little, who? Uh, and, and who is your partner? I, on that I'm, one? Hey, I'm riding solo, man. I, I'm wow. riding solo. Veasan Best Bets, um, and uh, and then Love yeah, it. Sharp Money is with Patrick Maher starting at three Eastern. That's uh, look at our new updated weekly weekday lineup here at Vison that starts tomorrow. Lombardi line though still in its uh, well, normal time slot. You, uh, yeah, you, you know, only an hour. You could sl- you could do that in an hour. There's so much yeah. to talk about. There's a lot. All this, we'll, so it's great. We'll be able to handle it. Uh, today, want to get back into some of the franchise tag discussion yeah. because we are in that two-week window. Goes through March 7th. And a number of teams, basically every team in the league, has decisions to make one way or another, regardless of whether they're projected to be under or over the salary cap. From the the, the vantage point of the overall tag in general, Michael, you, you look at the you know the exclusive tag versus the non-exclusive tag. For people who are going to watch, you know, and take in NFL content over the next now ten days and say, okay, what's really the difference here? What's the context behind why teams would decide one versus the other? What is what are the key points to understand about the differences between the two there? Well, let's start with restricted free agents, right? So if you drafted a guy in the second round and you give him a tender, then that value on that tender is second round. If you want to take him up to a first rounder or a higher, then you have to give him what they call the exclusive tender. There's a first, there's a refusal tender, and then there's the, the, the compensation from what he was drafted or that. So let's say... Last year, Jacoby Myers, as a free agent for the New England Patriots, he was a free agent in the college draft. They signed him to a four to a three-year contract, the most they could. They what do they tender him after that? So they tender him to a second. If any team wants to sign him, they would owe the Patriots a second. That would be one situation. If you tender, if a if you have. <clears throat> Another player, you know, then you just as a restricted free agent, then you could take his tender up. Same thing applies in franchise, right? So do you tender the guy the exclusive where no one can talk to him or do you tender him the first right of refusal? Meaning if another team comes in and pays for him, you have the right to match. And so there or if you don't want to franchise him and you want to let him go out there, you then say, okay, I'll take the compensatory three that's liable to come back. So there's those three things. If you think you can get more from the player's value, then you put that, you put that, that tender on him. If you think mm-hmm. you have to protect him, Lamar Jackson, I've got to make sure that I control the compensation, then you put the exclusive. So it's all predicated on the market value. It's a little bit like a stock. You've got to figure out, right. is it going to move quickly? Is it not? Let's take Jacoby Myers. You know, they're going to try to – he's going to become a free – if Belichick were to put the non-exclusive tag on him and then he signs that tag, that money is fully guaranteed and – are you willing to then enter into a three-year contract at that number at somewhere around that number goes up 120% per year? So you got would we be willing to do a three-year deal at, let's say, you know, $45 million, $15 million a year with a, a bulk of it guaranteed? You've got to ask, or would we be better off taking a compensatory third? I think that's the question. Right. A lot, a lot of moving parts as a result. In addition to that, so many teams around the league approach it entirely differently. You look at the New England Patriots. How many franchise tag guys have there been over the last eight years, Michael? I mean, it's like you count on one hand, basically. It's not yeah. something Bill Belichick normally does. Why, why do you believe that to be the case with how they specifically approach the franchise tag in New England? Well, I think it's because they, you know, they, they measure the, the player 
to the value. So they have certain value. Let's take Jacoby Myers, okay? So, you know, really good player. Slot receiver. Doesn't really have great uh, speed on the outside. So really plays inside. Got great hands, great character. Not a Debo Samuel-type receiver yards after the catch. You know, not a guy getting the ball into the end zone. One every 27 catches is, is when is when Myers gets the ball in the end zone, right? So, you know, whereas Julian Edelman, who played in the slot, was one every 17. A little different, right? So what are you willing to pay for that? And then you ask yourself, if I sign player Y, do I get the same kind of compensation without having to spend $15 million a year? That's the question you've mm-hmm. got to ask yourself. You know, does he tilt the needle? Does, is it worth it? It's, uh, the, the, the free agency is a lot like you're in the banking business. You're giving out loans, essentially, and the compensation or the collateral for the loan is the player's talent. And then when those numbers are imbalanced, then you've got a problem. That's why you've seen a very consistent, <laughs> at least the, the theoretical you know, plan from Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They've really not wavered. Yeah, the only exception I think of, this isn't really necessarily with the tag, but a couple years ago in free agency where you go out and you sign Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, and Bill Belichick, it, it appeared Michael really wanted to get back to a, a system where he could utilize multiple tight ends and an ability to stretch the field. And you look at it now and, and you go, all right, is that something was you view that to be just a one off for the Patriots general offseason strategy or potentially a sign of things to come as, as he tries to adapt now team that has overall struggled 25 and 25 now the last three years. Right. So I, th- I think ultimately it's what is what philosophically wins football games and controlling the middle of the field is what wins football games. I mean, to be able to win the middle of the field somehow, whether it's through a great slot receiver, whether it's through a great whether it's with a great tight end, whether it's with combination of the two, you know, that's going to be where you go. Right. If you sign a slot receiver, let's say you sign a little guy and you're an 11 personnel team. Tyler Boyd is a free agent. One of the things Tyler Boyd was able to give the Bengals this year is he could block the support because he's a big guy. He could block the support guy in the run game. So you had a run game. You had a strong and a weak side run game because he could block it. If you take a little guy, a Cole Beasley guy like him, that can't block support and you put him in the slot, you don't really have a run game over there. You've got to run the ball to the, you gotta run the, ball to the tight end side. You only have a strong side run game. Hard to do that. So you've got to mm-hmm. find the right blend of can the guy work within the system? And what are you giving up? Jacoby Myers can block that guy. He's big. Jacoby Myers is a little bit like Mike Gusecki from Miami, the tight end. Different positions, but same kind of similar talents, right? Gusecki's, you know, his franchise number's $10 million because of the tight end position. So you're getting kind of similar situations. Right. Both of them can't make the defense defend the middle of the field vertically, but they can catch the ball and convert third downs. I think Jacoby Myers gets, you know, his catch percentage is almost 70%. He'll catch the ball when it comes to him. The problem is, what do you get after the catch? Debo Samuel makes those plays. And because you are designated as a wide receiver and the positioning is different than a tight end, it means more in the, in the salary cap number or the franchise tag, you know, the general franchise tag number. You're going to have to allocate. And that's where you, you look at the quarterbacks now, and there's really three in this cycle for the potential tag where you look at the, the potential number, it's as high as around $45 million. The non-exclusive is as low as $32 million. Still, up, you know, that's a, still a pretty big price to pay since it is the quarterback position. If I were to tell you over under one and a half on Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, and 
in Seattle, Geno Smith. Over one and a well, half, over under one uh, and a half that those guys end up uh, end up getting tagged as, as just this preliminary start here to their negotiations. Well, I think all three get tagged if they don't get a deal. I think Geno Smith is the leader in the clubhouse to get a deal done first. I do think the Giants will overpay Daniel Jones. I, I think they will not really – they'll find a way to get a deal done. And I think Lamar won't get a deal done. Now, we, we learned from – from Jason Lockefora yesterday that they're not even really having substance conversations. So I don't know where this ends up, right? You're not really talking. This guy is a guy that is the most valuable player. You've changed offensive coordinators. You've put a more traditional kind of offense in there. He didn't really have an impact on who was going to be the coordinator. So, you know, where is this all going? I kind of think it's going to, if somebody's willing to offer a lot of draft picks and pay them, i.e. Atlanta, or someone like that, I think that's that Baltimore will listen. I don't think Baltimore's tone deaf here. I think Baltimore will listen. And I think they'll just do what they feel like is in the best interest of their cap moving forward. Baltimore has a long lens on their team because their owner has a long lens. I mean, he's involved in this, in this too. He's just not sitting out on the sidelines. So I think if it goes in order, I think Geno, then I think Jones, and then I think Lamar. Geno Smith. Daniel Jones, then Lamar Jackson, as far as the likelihood of, of the tag and at least the order there. Well, no, Lamar's um, definitely going to get tagged. I mean, Lamar's getting tagged. Just, just as, because as, yeah, of when it actually happens, right? They have to protect their, they have to protect the value of the player. Yeah, and mar- have until March 7th to make that decision. We don't expect any of those decisions to be made until very late in the process. Usually teams try to, they, they go towards uh, pretty close right up to the buzzer as to when the decisions have to be made. And then that is a lot of times just, just the start from the uh, negotiating process from there. Uh, we'll have more discussion on the NFL offseason when we return with the Washington Commanders. Rick Doc Walker, analyst for the Commanders. He stops by here on the Lombardi Line. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my day. <laughs> Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, the off-season cycle continues in the NFL, Michael, and uh, your your number one team as far as importance for crucial NFL off-seasons, the Washington Commanders, as we yeah. talked about yesterday. And it's it's for a variety of reasons. It's on the field, it's off the field. And to help us break that down a little bit more, it's Rick Doc Walker, the former NFL tight end, who you see now, analyst for the other uh, Commanders on the radio network, hosting uh, the post-game show there the burgundy and gold today. So doc, great to have you on. What a, what a time. There's so much transition going on and it really started earlier in the week with Eric B there being introduced as the offensive coordinator. What were your first impressions there with B now in the fold in DC? Oh, guys, thanks for having me on. I'm um, nothing shocks me in our environment. We're used to this. We're, we're we, we have so much activity on and off the field all year round. So this is kind of normal. And um, I'm excited for Biennemi because of the opportunity it presents for him to really answer a lot of questions for those that don't know him. For those that do know him, there really is no question. The guy can coach. He gets results. And he upgraded you at a position to where you're under 20 points a, a game. You, you can't get a yard when you need a yard. So it was a dire need for something. And I think he's the answer. Yeah, and so, and the comfort level with the rest of the coaching staff as it relates to Biennemi, Doc, are they going to continue or are they making any other changes within that staff to help Biennemi maybe get some people in? I know the receiver coach left to get some guys in there that perhaps would help him know his system. That I'm not sure. That usually happens. But you only need one or two people. Um, these guys know how to take instructions. It's from Pop Warner up, you have a multitude of coaches. And, I mean, for us in the business, it's good fodder 
it keeps us viable in the off season. But in reality, people have changes on their jobs in real life all the time. It's no big thing. And people get fired in the NFL at a higher rate than any other industry because there are really no prerequisites other than friendship that gets most of these guys hired. That's why it's so much turnover. It's not what you think it is. It's not a, an area of professionals or people the best at their game. It's not it. It's the complete antithesis of that. It's a, you know, it's, it's a frat club. <laughs> yeah. and so when you start losing, there's no, you don't lose money. People get fired, but it just continues. This cycle has never been fixed. That's why the worst teams get the top picks and they ruin most of their careers because they're incompetent. You're asking people, well, why did he fail so many times? Because he's dealing with the bottom of the barrel that are hiring him. Did you expect him to make good decisions? That's why they're in last place. <laughs> so so I, I'm really, I'm so, I'm so, I'm used to this, but it's so ridiculous in our culture, especially the sports culture, that we continually act like we're shocked. And this happens over and over. It'll continue to happen until they start taking franchises from lousy owners and lousy coaches and flipping it. And that's never going to happen. Rick Doc Walker. You can follow him at uh, Rick Doc Walker, by the way, on Twitter. I, and I, I listen to you and say, amen. I mean, could, speaking the truth there, and you talk about ownership, that's the big story right now in D.C. from a general perspective. What's what's going to happen where this week comes out? Jeff Bezos is now interested in, uh, in, in putting a bid in. How is that just going to impact the, the tenor of what ends up happening, you know, the, the general from the coaching perspective on field? How do you see this all playing out with all the behind-the-scenes uh, ebbs and flows there in the ownership room? Well, to me, that's only that's just about the stadium. A new owner here, it's simply about giving the other 31 guys comfort that they won't be losing on their overall investment because of poor management, poor attendance. And this is a, the, the nation's capital. It should host Super Bowls, Final Fours, college football games. I mean, who are we kidding? This is a gold mine. The moment they get someone competent to come in, this is a real estate deal now. And so they'll go to the highest bidder. They'll get it fixed, as they always do. And, and then the product will only increase and improve with guys like the enemy when they start flipping and start hiring people to get results. And I think they're on the precipice of that because they have talent. See, this is not a – he didn't come to a, an area that had been decimated. This talent, from a skill standpoint, it's not far from Kansas City. In some areas, it's even better. Where they've got to improve is to their strategy and their offensive line. If they get yeah. those two things fixed, they're right into it. Well, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, I think they have to improve their quarterback, Doc, too. So, I mean, they don't have Patrick Mahomes. He didn't come with Eric when he came to D.C. this week. So we know that's going to be a challenge. Sam House shows promise. You know, we only saw him throw the ball a little bit in the last game of the season. But you did. You were able to watch him. You saw him in the preseason. Give us your feeling on how good Sam Howell can be. Well, with competent management, and throws up front to give him more than two seconds, <laughs> he's going to be highly competitive. See, I saw the kid as a freshman in North Carolina. 
Mm-hmm. I evaluate talent coming out of high school. I think it's a bigger jump from high school to Division One football if you play a competitive schedule than it is from college to pros. Because if a guy's going to wet the bed, he's going to wet the bed as an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. I saw Sam in the preseason. I saw his work habits before and after. I don't judge any of these guys during practice. I judge them before and after practice. And this guy's the last guy off the field every day. Starter, not starter. Playing, not playing. So he's conditioned for success. He just needs help. And you can't come into the Cowboy game in a game they really wanted to win and perform the way he did. That's no accident. That should have been a train wreck, and it wasn't. And had they, somebody had the foresight to put him in the game, well, excuse me, had Taylor Heineke put him in the game against Cleveland or the Giants, they might have been in the playoffs. So let's not downplay that as if he got lucky. Dallas hates our guts. They needed to win, and they couldn't do a daggone thing about him. <laughs> Talking about the help around him, though, that's, that's such a crucial component, not only the development for how if he is to be the starter going into 2023, what, what is the biggest thing you're looking at, Doc, outside of the quarterback position from the development personnel standpoint this year? Well, protection. It comes down to protection because I think they had enough people there. Hell, Turner had people open. He couldn't have anybody. He didn't have enough talent to get him the ball. This team was not, like, run by a Home Depot crew. They were highly confident. They blew it in late November, December. But they did some really good things, and they've got some outstanding players. But it's got to be all in concert, and you can't have a guy who's going through brain, brain is shattered, his body's broken down, and you put him in the game and, and he can't deliver because you can't protect him. A lot of protection is due to lack of scheme. I'm not saying people just couldn't block. I question the approach of protection. So hopefully all that will get buttoned down. And where's your confidence level? Ron Rivera hasn't really had a winning season in five years. Where's your confidence level with him, Doc? Well, he doesn't play a lick. So Ron, Ron is doing what they're paying him to do, I suppose, because I don't judge coaches. It's the players. They're grown mm. men. There's not Pop Warner. Can't nobody convince you to do something wrong. We're smart enough to know that. Guys know this. They're getting blocked. They're not getting off blocks. They're either dropping balls or not doing the things it takes to win. And that's Ron was hired by an owner, like most of these owners, who have no concept of team ball. They don't understand the dynamics of a locker room. Ron's done that, but he made some horrible decisions on personnel. And clearly, he should have put that kid in the game a month earlier. And he didn't. But he's fine. He's not going to be. It's not going to cost him a job. What it's going to cost him now, they got to get it done. Is a sense of urgency. And hopefully, everybody over there is not even sleeping eight hours a night. They need to sleep by five and get them to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Because they can work themselves through this. They're close, man. This is not a disaster, in my opinion. It was just mismanaged. I don't disagree with you at all, yeah. Doc. I think they have they have, they can close the gap. There's no doubt. It'd be really interesting to see yep. what that uh, yeah, the win total opens as well. A team that is in a very you know, very solid division in the NFC East, Absolutely. but a lot of things. A few yards away, going. brother. Yep, going going for a few it. yards away. No why, doubt. Why were the Eagles the only people to run that scump? They get a yard. The Eagles are hopefully where we're going. 
no doubt. Uh, Rick Doc Walker, that's where you follow him on Twitter, the former NFL tight end, Washington Commanders analyst. Great insight, Doc. We, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Thanks, Doc. Hey, you guys give my cowboy buddy Dave Ross my best. <laughs> Tell him to enjoy his offseason. We, we definitely will do that. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe time to talk some college basketball michael what a what a crazy saturday we figured right it's that dog days of the yeah. season stretch you have the conference tournament starting next week how would how would uh, the motivation work out you had some senior days yesterday some teams on the bubble and it resulted in upsets galore so let's uh, let's welcome in thomas gable racing sportsbook director at the borgata in atlantic city tg quite the uh, quite the adventure of a saturday in college basketball even more so than normal yesterday yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, you you had uh, some some major upsets occur yesterday. Uh, Arizona goes down. Uh, Miami went down, which was one of my plays. I mean, they had what a twenty three or twenty five point lead at halftime, and uh, yeah, lose outright. Um, uh, and can we just say Virginia? They're they're such frauds at this point. <laughs> um, yes. They yeah. really are. I mean, it, and North Carolina, I think honestly. They may only be, you know, a, a win or two away from uh, possibly getting into into the tournament. Uh, you know, obviously they had uh, some some rough patches this year, but um, they they end uh, with only Florida State and Duke. Um, so, you know, they're sitting out there still. And then, of course, uh, Alabama, Arkansas. Um, I don't really want to comment on what's going on with Alabama's program. They got the win, but Arkansas got the money in that game. Uh, you saw the Zags take care of business late last night, so it was a big, big day of college basketball. A lot of, a lot of things to digest, um, and uh, and also I forgot that one of the one of the best games of the day there to start out was the, the Iowa Michigan State yeah. game. Oh my God! I mean, uh, that was unbelievable, TG. I mean, I mean, how many times is it? You know, I mean, yesterday we had a goalie score goal in a hockey game, and Iowa was down eleven with a minute and wins in overtime. I mean, how how many yeah. times is that going to happen? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a crazy, crazy day in the sports, and uh, but you know, a lot of storylines uh, moving forward. Is you know, this is this is the time of the year where everybody focuses on this sport, so. Uh, and that's why everybody gets excited for the tournament. It's days like yesterday that you, you tend to see come tournament time, and that's why everybody loves it. And no question. Uh, Thomas Gable joining us right now, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. I, I was on there yesterday right after we got done with Lombardi Live and had Will Hill here, Michael. He had Iowa, and we're, you know, I'm going, well, they're just, this is just a slow, drawn-out death for you, and then all of a sudden they hit the three to force overtime, and it's like, oh, boy, we've got ourselves a situation. And, of course, Overtime where dogs go to die. Iowa covered the four and a half, winning, <laughs> somehow winning by just a ridiculously brutal beat if you had uh, Michigan State. So, TG, three games in the, in the colleges that start here at the top of the hour in, in less than a half hour. Uh, I know you're looking for 
uh, some big games in the Big Ten, the Big East. We'll go to uh, College Park, where Northwestern and Maryland, really good matchup to start the day at noon Eastern. Looks like some money, though, coming in on the Terps at home, now up to seven-point favorites. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of that line move? Yeah, so it's pretty much seven across the board, uh, open at uh, some places uh, six. And uh, Northwestern, though, comes comes in here off that collapse in Champaign when they blew an 18-point first half lead to Illinois, ended up losing 66-62. They had won five straight going into that game uh, and were pretty, in pretty good shape there in the Big Ten. But this game will be important for seeding purposes in the conference tournament. Uh, you know, Northwestern top 20 defense, but on offense, they, they tend to struggle, especially when it comes to the front court scoring. They don't rebound terribly well, and they play at a pretty slow pace, uh, much like their opponent here today, Maryland. Um, they, they just, for me, they've been a tough team to figure out. When you look at them, at their offensive and defensive efficiency numbers, you say this team should be better than it is, but they haven't played well on the road this year. They really struggle shooting the ball from three at just 31%. Uh, so you've seen the, the total in, in this game drop. Uh, it got as low as 127.5. Now it's pretty much uh, 129. Uh, but um, the pace in this game is not going to be quick. Uh, you know, And overall, I, I don't know, but you guys, I'm not very on the Big Ten as a whole this year. Honestly, you saw what happened with Purdue yesterday. Um, and when you look at this conference, Purdue's been struggling lately. Is there any teams that you really trust in the Big Ten going into March? No. I mean, look, you don't. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's kind of – it's kind of hard to get a handle on on where you want to go. I mean, it's the ACC. You just mentioned Virginia. You don't trust them either, you know. And then when we talk about the Big East, I mean, today we got, you know, we're talking about Providence and Georgetown. I don't understand. Maybe you can explain why the line is moving away from Providence and into Georgetown territory. Well, if you want to get into that game, we can Sure. Let, why not? Go ahead. Let's, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but, well, I mean, this game is notable because it'll be Patrick Ewing's final game as head coach, uh, final home game <laughs> as head coach in Georgetown. And believe me, Hoyas fans like me, we're just counting down the days until Rick Pitino is named the head coach, hopefully. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, Providence, you know, a team that has a chance to play in some meaningful games in March uh, is their opponent today. And, uh, the Friars, 12 and 5 in the Big East, 20 and 8 overall. They got beat up by UConn in their last game out. Uh, led by Bryce Hopkins, there, a 6 7 sophomore, candidate for uh, Naismith Player of the Year award. He's averaging 16.8 points per game, 8.9 rebounds. Now, this is senior day at Georgetown. I do expect them to put out a decent effort uh, today and, you know, Again, play at a quick pace, which they do like to do. But defensively, there's just, as we've seen it so many times, there's way too many holes um, with with Georgetown and not getting out on open shooters. And um, I, I honestly like this game to go over the 148. That was one of my plays for Beeson today. Uh, but, yeah, you have seen the line move here um, towards Georgetown now pretty much seven everywhere. And even right behind me, TG in Vegas at Circuit, they're down to first book to go down to six and a half on that game, which starts in just under an hour there from uh, from D.C. with Providence and Georgetown. Georgetown, two wow, 223rd now in the country. The updated numbers, uh, updating my screen here on the defensive numbers this year. As a as a Georgetown fan, if you as, as you kind of look back, would you have rather 
that you think about that unbelievable run in the 2020 season to win the Big East tournament. Would you have rather Georgetown just lost in the first round and just ripped the Band-Aid off of Ewing then? Yep. Or it was that two-week run in the sun, essentially, where Georgetown was the talk of the country for basically like six days? Was that worth it in your mind? No, because they wasted years. They, you know, Ewing got yeah. an extension uh, based on that. And, uh, you know, uh, that's really uh, why we are where we are still. And um, so hopefully uh, this is it today. And all, I got two words, just uh, Rick Pitino. <laughs> hey, Mike, I just, Michael, I remember that, that, you know, that tournament it. game. Like, those those one-off random conference tournament runs are the best ways to bet yeah. against teams in, in March Madness because it was a total Fagazi no uh, run. And that, that betting on – I think Colorado was – if I remember correctly, Thomas yeah. was yep. like a five-point favorite in that game. Yep. And it was – like I mean, Colorado. it was a 40-point – yeah, 40-point game in the five uh, the five twelve. So I, I at least remember it from a profitable uh, perspective because it worked out <laughs> in that tournament. But, yes, I, I totally understand your frustration uh, as a Georgetown fan. So uh, let's get to one more game here. UCLA in the Pac-12 – Kind of quietly under the radar, just taking care of business. They they struggled early, had uh, lost two games here in Vegas on a neutral site early in non-con, but have been rock solid. Now they go to Boulder, take on the Colorado, the Buffaloes, uh, and are laying seven here uh, later today in the Pac-12. Interesting matchup there, TG. Yeah, six and a half up to seven. Um, but as you said, they, they lost the, the those games, Illinois and Baylor there very early, but they have been uh, pretty much rock solid since then. Only two other losses. Uh, on the schedule there. They lost to Arizona and uh, USC there towards the end of January. But uh, they've come in, coming into this one, winners of seven straight. And when you look at this team, it's the defense that stands out. One of the best defensive teams in the country, top three. They can turn you over offensively. They're an efficient team. They, they rank number one in the nation in turnover margin at plus six. 6.1 per game. Uh, but what I really like about this group, when you get into March and tournament time, they have veteran leadership. They have a coach and players who have been to the dance before and they've been successful. And senior leadership goes a long way in the tournament. When you look at this game today, they, they just can't look past Colorado here. Tristan De Silva, he's playing great basketball, shooting lights out for the Buffaloes. And don't forget that Colorado uh, really played the Bruins tough at USC, UCLA on January 14th. Um, UCLA had to outscore them 33-10 in the last 10-plus minutes of that game to come away with a 14-point victory. So a lot of things to like about this Bruins team this year. It uh, should be able to claim the Pac-12 title, but can't look past uh, the Colorado here today. Always a tough out there for, for Tad Boyle, especially at home uh, in Boulder. Again, the play from Thomas Gable today, Providence-Georgetown, over 148. It starts in about 50 minutes for the rest of his plays. Check out uh, vsin.com for pro subscribers, vsin.com slash subscribe. Always great to catch up with you, Thomas. Uh, not going to be much sleep, Thanks, I know, TG. for you and all of us next few weeks with March Madness. Thanks. I know you made money last night on that Sixer game. I know you did. You put it all in your pocket. I know you did. I know you did. Michael knows. Michael definitely knows. All right, our last segment of the Lombardi line. It's coming up next. We talk more critical off-seasons as we go back to the AFC South and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we're back for the final time on the Lombardi line, uh, thanks to everybody being a part of the show today. Elliot Bauman, our producer behind the glass. Jeremy Wengel, our technical director. Got to Andre Pariso, JB, John Brown in the house, Mikhail Miranda uh, as well. A lot of help here from us on, on the Circa Sportsbook Studio front in Las Vegas. The, uh, the update here, Michael, before we get back into the NFL, uh, coming out of the NBA in a game that starts in a little over an hour. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo ruled out for the Milwaukee Bucks. That mm. just being made official a few minutes ago. So that, that line, there may be some smoke screens there. Got as high as five for a brief moment. Now it's back down to Bucks minus three, pretty much market wide uh, there against the Phoenix Suns. So hey, look as a as the Wisconsinite here on the the show, Michael, I'd rather have Giannis healthy for the playoffs than than try to play through nagging yeah. injuries. That's all I would say. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, when I watched him shoot the other night with that wrist injury, he didn't look. You could tell he was going to play in that game. This obviously is something different. So hopefully he'll, he'll recover quick. He does. You know, one thing about Giannis, he don't like to miss too many games. I mean, he's got to be hurt to miss. I mean, he wants to play. Absolute warrior. Yes, it's a quad injury tonight. It was not a reaggravation of the wrist injury that he played through <clears throat> Friday night against Miami, but only played six minutes. I got hurt with the quad, so he is out there today. Let's go back to the NFL, though, and we're talking yeah. critical NFL off-seasons, and the AFC South, a big talking point heading into 2023. We talked earlier about the Tennessee Titans, what they are looking to do. Another team, though, in the division that made your list, it was the division winner, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who go 9-8, and eight, win a playoff game in unbelievably dramatic fashion. And the question I have, just in, in a general sense for Jacksonville, it's, well, now you go from being that that young, up-and-coming team with no expectations to the defending division champ. They will open as division favorites to win the AFC South. How do you now handle being in that new role? It's still a pretty young team overall. You know, they got to go from good to great, right? The expectations are sitting right on them. And I think, to me, that's the challenge that awaits them is how serious they are towards, you know, how much they need to improve. That win streak at the end of the year, coming off the bye, where they were able to kind of get their team and, and their offense kind of in gear a little bit. But they've got to make a couple moves. I think Calvin Ridley, he can apply for reinstatement. I think that was a huge trade for them. Because he gives them another receiver. Now, he's got a chance to be better than Kirk and better than Zay Jones. You know, Marvin Jones Jr. is a free agent. But that gives them three legitimate receivers on the field and their 11 personnel. Right now, currently, they don't have a tight end. Even if they were to re-sign Ingram, he's not a tight end. So they're going to have to fix the tight end position. If they re-sign Ingram, he's another receiver, or they bring somebody back. But really, offensively, their core can stay intact. Taylor, the right tackle, is a free agent, whatever they decide to do with him. I think they have two running backs, whether it's Jermichael Hasty as a compliment to ATN, who's fabulous. So, And then defensively, Ben, they bring everybody back. They don't have a free agent defensively. They have debt problems, but they, don't bring, they bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arden Key was a really good player for them. He becomes a free agent, but he wasn't a starter. So they're going to be able to add to this team and build from it. They're going to need to get more pass rush, right? They're going to need to be able to get more production out of Travion Walker. Josh Allen had seven and a half sacks. They had 36 for a team. They're going to need to generate more pressure to help their defense along. And I think they're a draft away and maybe a few nice pieces free agency from extending themselves from the rest of the South. That's why it's such a critical offseason yep. for them, because they could take this moment and really build some distance between the other teams as they sort through their quarterback. Especially with the other three teams in the division, all within the bottom five as far as the overall NFL Super Bowl odds right now. And you have the Titans 80-1, to Colts 150-1, to and then the, the Texans rounding out the list at 200 to one. Jaguars that are going to be a sexy team in the futures market, 28 to one right now overall to, to win the Super Bowl. Heavy favorites to start the year to win the AFC South. The Calvin Ridley piece has gone so underreported just because we haven't seen him in a couple years right. and applied for reinstatement on February 15th. Uh, so that it's not yet that that has been made official, but you assume that he's going to join the team after the year long suspension in, in 2022 and last full season out of Calvin Ridley. 
90 catches, over 1,300 yards, and you know, nine touchdowns for Atlanta. So it's it's not like this is a guy, as much as it's easy to forget about because of the recency, this is a very, very efficient and effective wide receiver in multiple areas who can stretch the field and also create space with his speed. Yeah, no doubt. And, and he gives them that third receiver. Now, he to me, he's the best of them all. Kirk can go in the slot, you know, and play in there and win inside there with his quickness and his vertical ability. And then they've got Jay Zone, Jay Zone, Jay Zone, Jones Jay on the Jones. outside. So, yeah, yeah they, they've got a nice complement. And ATN is a weapon, right? He can catch the ball and run it with power. So they've got a lot of things going for them. And another year in the system should take uh, Trevor Lawrence to a higher level. So, I mean, this is a good team with good young talent. I mean, last year, early part of the year when they were giving games away, going for it on fourth down, really kind of doing things that they shouldn't have done, I kept saying they when they went to play the Chargers out there, they dominated that game. Now, Herbert was hurt with the ribs, shouldn't have played in the game. But they dominated that game out there. Their, their defense was playing well at that point. It took a lull. Their defense is going to need to step up a little bit. They've got to get more pressure on the quarterback. They've got to be able to handle that. But for the most part, you know, they've got a got nice nucleus. You know, one of the things we didn't talk about is the secondary. They gave up 26 touchdown passes mm-hmm. this year. You know, and so they've got to find a way to make more plays on the football. We don't talk enough about that. Like, for example, in the Super Bowl, the Eagles' defensive backfield had their hands on one ball the entire day. One ball. They batted one ball down the entire day. And that's not how you're going to be able to stop good quarterbacks. And I think that's going to be critical for Jacksonville. They're going to have to make more plays on the football. For Foye Oluokun, who is one of the cornerstones of that secondary, they did restructure his contract to create about $10 million in open cap space. Still projected to be in the red, though, by about $12 million. So there's still some things to work out for Jacksonville in that sense. Evan Ingram going to be a big piece with a you know, versatile tight end who can be, can be used in so many different ways. That's the next thing you look at, at least in the offseason works. Assuming development happens for Trevor Lawrence, you, you would imagine Trayvon Walker, who had, you know, had bright spots as a rookie, the number one overall pick, continues to develop, but it, it's where does the rest of that cap space get settled, Michael? I, I wonder on the Jacksonville end. Well, I mean, they got the draft, right? So they're going to try to, they're going to get an infusion of talent from the draft. They're going to be able to restructure some of these guys' paragraph fives to get below the cap and sign who they believe. They need a tight end. They don't really have a tight end on the roster right now. Dan Arnold is a free agent. So is Ingram. Ingram's a receiver. He's not a tight end. So they need to get somebody like that. You know, this doesn't count Ridley on their cap either yet because he hasn't been reinstated. So his number they're going to have to make room for as well. So they've got a little bit of work to do. They're not going to have a lot of money. They'll have money to hand handle it but I mean they'll start to restructure what they need to do they're going to need to generate more pass rush I mean they only had 35 sacks last year so they're going to need to generate some of that and they didn't make any plays on the football like I said I mean those two things go hand in hand it's one thing to get sacks right it's another thing to make plays on the football they have 14 interceptions Right, so you're not making a lot of plays on the ball when you're when you're not doing that. Now they score two touchdowns off interceptions. Jenkins taking that ball back against Dallas for the touchdown to win the game. Yep, had uh, and thinking about it this year, assuming those get fig- those issues get figured out and you see growth and development, what probably going to be in a minus I don't know one one thirty five to one fifty range to win that division. It's, depending on what what Tennessee elects to do, it's it's going to be a team that is is yeah. favored. Can but they? This is know? pivotal though. Exactly. Can it, they? It's pivotal can they though. Cash it, in could, on this year? it could turn the other way. It could turn to where their defense does play like they did earlier in the season. They can't get off the field on third down. They're not able to make plays. I mean, 
Last year, they're 43.2% on third down. That's not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so they've got to find a way to handle that, you know, and, and they gave up way too many. They gave up actually more yards passing than they gained. And so their defense needs to kind of get fixed. They're bringing everybody back. So everybody's got to get better, but they've got to improve coaching and player. Is it is by no means, is, is it a guarantee that the Jaguars will just roll through that AFC South? It's never that simple, and that's why they're, they're never part, that of your, not part of your top five. Uh, for most important, crucial off-seasons. Well, as we wrap up the show, Michael, just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure being with you throughout this, oh, uh, this football it, season into the off-season. I've learned uh, learned a ton. been great to, uh, to go back and forth with you. So going to miss these shows, but obviously uh, we're, we're in good hands. Stormy Bond and Tony, Femi yep. Bebefe, and now into this spring season. I appreciate it. I appreciate all you do, Ben. Thank you. It's been great. It's been it's been awesome to 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 do all these shows on the weekend with you. I'm looking forward to our new lineup. But like I said, unfortunately, you know, before the new lineups came in, I scheduled the vacation. So I'm going to take some time off here after Monday. I'm going to take some time off and be back and get in the groove with Stormy. And then I'll be out in Vegas, spend time with you. Great stuff. Oh, of course, uh, that, that that'll be item number one on the docket. Uh, but certainly enjoy the uh, time off. Well deserved. We are still here. The Lombardi Line will have the same uh, hours and times back on uh, Mass and Nesson, the Marquee Network, next weekend as well, Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to noon on the East Coast. So for Michael Lombardi, our producer, Elliot Bauman, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long on the Lombardi line. It is Live Bet Sunday coming up next on VEASAN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free at- 